Good morning. <clears throat> the first thing I'd like to say is to our friend who's, uh, I believe, a guest worship leader. Are you guest? Um, there's an opening at our church. We're looking for a worship leader. <laughs> That's the first thing I like to say. We have had church this morning already, haven't we? Amen. Um, I just want to let you know, this is an honor and a privilege for me to be here. Um, I can tell you that I was a student here 25 years ago and never imagined that I would be standing in this pulpit. And quite frankly, I'll tell you, it's a weighty pulpit to preach behind. I will say that. And so I take this very seriously. I thank Jessica, who's not with us this morning, but watching online. And um, I just want to thank her for the invitation. And I have to tell you, as an alumni, how comforting it is to know that this particular space is stewarded by Jessica and her team. And that is a blessing, and we are all so thankful for that. I want to say a, a special welcome um, again to all of the global students. Global students, would you just put your hands in the air for me and for other people? We're so glad you're here. And for those, yes. And uh, for those residential students, I see you every once in a while, but I get to meet with these global students on a regular basis via Zoom, and it is truly a privilege. Um, will you pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, we are here for you. And Lord, I thank you for the time that the two of us have spent um, in preparation for this morning. Thank you for the sweet moments that you've provided. Would you just take the words that you've given me? Would you bless these people, Lord Jesus? Just speak through me this morning, Lord Jesus. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> when you open the door to my house in Florida, the very first thing you will see is this painting. It hung in my grandmother's house, and when she died, it was left to me. When I was given the painting, I was surprised to find a letter attached to the back of the painting. The letter was about the artist. I did not know that this was an original piece of art. I was curious about the artist and began to do some research. I quickly found out that what I had in my possession might have held value beyond its sentimental value. I contacted Sotheby's in New York City and I was paired with an art appraiser named Dan. Dan had me take very specific photos of the painting. The brush strokes, the colors, the signature, very detailed photos. He said on our second interaction that he was in, in um, proce the process of the appraisal and we either had a $10,000 painting or over a million dollar painting in our possession. Yes, you can ooh and ah. <laughs> I certainly did. He let me know that he needed to go through a process and he would get back to me with the result, and you can imagine the waiting. I have a unique relationship with this painting. As I said, it's the first thing I see every day, and over the process of time, I have become quite attached to these sheep. I talk to them. I may or may not have named each one of them. <laughs> I will confess to you and to my family who is sitting here this morning, I have been known to sing to them. <laughs> but as much as I would love to shepherd these sheep, you know, like I know, I can never step into that painting. 
This is not the world of C.S. Lewis where one can walk into a painting, but we know a shepherd that does just that. The in-breaking kingdom of God. We have a shepherd named Jesus who has walked into the painting of our life. This Psalm 23, so often used at funerals, could not be more alive. David, who fought lions and tigers and bears, thank you, talks about the Lord as shepherd, which makes us sheep. We cannot be sheep without a shepherd, and the shepherd's whole life is about his sheep. The 23rd Psalm, although beautiful, is also gritty, walking along green meadows and peaceful streams, but also through the valley of the shadow of death. I was 19 years old, and I was the furthest thing from resting in green meadows or being led by peaceful streams. I was a helpless sheep in the shadow of death. I had been diagnosed I have been diagnosed with a disease called Crohn's, which is a disease, for those of you who don't know, of the intestine. My disease had progressed so quickly and caused this hole in my intestine, a pin-sized hole. I know you probably didn't think you'd hear the word intestine so many times before noontime, but I, that's the gritty part, right? <laughs> what was happening was that the contents of my intestine started to enter my bloodstream. Toxins were poisoning my body. It was not a pretty sight. I was rushed to Beth Israel Hospital via ambulance, and I remember thinking, this is my shadow, my valley, my death. I had to have surgery to remove the part of the intestine that was diseased. I thought I had experienced the greatest of pain that I would ever experience in those moments leading up to surgery until I woke up shortly after surgery in recovery, the ICU. Awakened by a nurse saying, Tracy, we are trying to get you breathing. And I remember thinking, Tracy, breathe, breathe. I had had the entirety of my torso cut through and the stomach muscles cut for the surgeons to do what they needed to do, but my body was in pain like I could not imagine or had ever known. It was spasming, and I was awake for it. Don't worry if you're going to have surgery. This was a very unusual situation. I remember in the agony reaching for something to hold on to. And I reached and I found a hand. I squeezed that hand so hard every time I had a spasm. I turned my head slightly to see whose hand I was holding. And the nurse was a male nurse in blue scrubs. He was so kind. And the comfort he provided was unlike any I had ever experienced. On a particularly deep spasm, I squeezed his hand so hard that my fingernails went right through the center of his palm. I looked over to the nurse, and, I, and his hand was bleeding from where I had punctured it. I remember whispering to him, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. He smiled with the kindest of eyes. He was unbothered by what had happened. With blood streaming down his hand, he said, it's okay. It's okay. I'm used to it. It happens all the time. 
I remember the presence of pain after that, but the comfort he had given me took the sharp edges away. The next thing I remember, I was waking up in my hospital room with my mom in the room. Before my eyes were even open, open, I was asking my mom something. She said I was asking if I could find the nurse. I explained that there was a nurse who had been with me and I needed to say sorry, sorry for hurting him. And I needed to thank him for letting me squeeze his hand and for being with me. My mom wanted me to rest and said she would find him later. I was pretty insistent. If you know me like these three know me, you know that she was up and looking for that person pretty quickly. My mom, Mima, who's watching online, everybody say, hey, Mima. <laughs> finally, she finally began a hospital-wide search for the male nurse with dark, wavy hair and kind eyes. The nurses checked with the ICU, checked the schedule, who clocked in and out, found out there was no male nurse on duty in the ICU. <laughs> or anyone with those features that had ever worked in the ICU. David in the 23rd Psalm testifies to the life of a sheep whose shepherd is always beside him. The shepherd is never an arm's length away from his sheep. The love that Jesus has for you and me in the palm is shown in the palm of his hand. And in his presence with us when the landscape of our life is beautiful and when it is not. I think about the reality that pin-sized hole wreaked havoc on my body. A small perforation changed my life. In the past 30 years, Tim, my husband, and I have been walking alongside of people whose lives have been perforated for one reason or another. By the time they get to us, so often sin has wreaked havoc on their lives, their marriages, their families, their jobs, their relationships. They have tried so many things themselves to attempt to patch that hole themselves. They, we, we all are desperately in need of the inbreaking kingdom of God. We are aimlessly wandering sheep without a shepherd. C.S. Lewis in his book, Mere Christianity, says, and out of that hopeless attempt has come nearly all that we call human history. Money, poverty, ambition, war, prostitution, classes, empires, slavery, the long, terrible story of man trying to find something other than God which will make him happy. Recently, thousands and thousands of people flocked, pun intended, thousands flocked to Wilmore, desperate to find green meadows, to be led by still water, be, to be restored, to have their wounds attended to, their sin blotted out, the perforated places of life be addressed, to be anointed with oil. There was a flock of 20,000 sheep desperate to experience the love of their shepherd. I was not able to be here. I now refer to my feelings about that as a holy jealousy. 
So many of you global students probably feel the exact same way. As the sheep flocked to this town, they brought every kind of wound, hopeful that the shepherd, that Jesus would heal them. So many found healing, and I am sure some are still in the process of that healing. The beauty of our shepherd is he is always with us. He is not a drive away, a flight away, or only across the street. He is always with us. Dear friends, as you are preparing to enter the world where you will be attending to flocks of sheep, I ask you to know the psalm as your own. Recognize that you cannot attend to the people of God without allowing him to attend to your wounds, to walk with you beside still waters and in the valley of the shadow of death. It's okay. Nothing you bring to him is too much for him. He's used to it. Your pain does not faze him. He died for you. I remember sitting in these exact pews somewhere between 25 and 30 years ago, thinking everyone around me had it all together. Are you thinking that this morning? I knew we had all read Wesley's sermon entitled Christian Perfection, and I was sure I was the only one still in process. After 30 years of ministry, I can tell you this in its simplest form. No one has it all together. We all together are in need of a shepherd every day. We desperately need Jesus. Shepherds, when they settle in for the night with their sheep, they look over each and every sheep. They look for the wounds that may have occurred during their travel during the day. I don't know if you know that, but I, in studying about shepherds, I didn't know they take the time every night to go over every single sheep. They take out their ointment and their oil, and they apply it to the wounds that they find on their sheep every single evening. What a sweet reminder of our Lord Jesus Christ who tends to our needs, to our wounds. That is why the 23rd Psalm is so priceless. We find ourselves no less than 19 times in the Psalm, and we find our shepherd by our side in every line. If you will close your eyes, as I read the Psalm again, maybe you want to turn your hands up to the Lord, and would you imagine yourself as a sheep, a fluffy sheep, some of us fluffier than others. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You 
Honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me, pursue me all of the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. My prayer for you is that you truly find your value, your worth, in the words that David wrote. They are a gift for you. So I'm guessing if you're probably wondering if I'm a millionaire or not. Are you? Yes. Okay, I'll tell you. Dan called me about one month later. He shared with me that what we had was an early painting in this artist's life. The early painting did not carry the value that the paintings that the artist did later in his life so we were not millionaires, but just thousandaires. <laughs> However, what Dan did not know was that no matter the result of his phone call, I would never have sold that painting. Those sheep are priceless to me. My friends, Jesus paid it all for you. He died for all of the appraisals on your life, for all of the perforations in your life, you are his sheep, his son, his daughter. I have had the privilege of spending a lot of time with students, our global student community. One of the things that I hear so often from our students is this deep love for Jesus, and at the same time, this deep insecurity in their worth, in their value in Jesus. And so often this leads to destructive behaviors, anxiety, the feelings of worthlessness, who am I to be training to serve the Lord? Doubt. So this morning, this altar is going to be open to all of the fluffy sheep who want to come. The great shepherd Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is always ready to take time with his sheep to look over your wounds, to look over your perforated places, to deal with our sin, to deal with our brokenness. So I'm gonna ask you to come this morning if you feel led. And as the praise band makes their way, the worship band makes their way back, they're gonna be leading us in worship. And there'll be some professors and some other people down here to pray with you this morning. Um, would you take time to just listen to the great shepherd? Would you listen to Jesus? If he wants you to come forward, we're happy to pray and anoint you with oil over your wounds. Let me say this in closing as we pray and prepare. If you'll close your eyes with me. Now, may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen.